0: Hi there, my name is Harshad and I'm a 20 year old fascinated with self development. In this show, I'll discuss ideas and concepts that will help you achieve a better quality of life and share my experiences of self experimentation with morning routines and productivity strategies. This is what works for you. A lot of people struggle with time management and this episode is going to be about a strategy I've been using to manage multiple activities. What this episode is not going to cover, however, is how to stay focused and not get distracted with Netflix or scrolling. To clarify a little more, the content revolves around managing your time with different priorities and activities so that you can juggle all of them and make consistent progress without feeling overwhelmed. The themes I'm going to focus on are Deep Work, Pomodoro Sprints, Building Systems, Generalize First, Specify Later, and Decision Fatigue. It might seem a bit scattered for the first half, but as I go into the second half of this episode, everything will stitch together. To start off, Deep Work is a concept by Cal Newport, and the basic gist is focusing on a singular task for longer periods of time without distractions which is beneficial in terms of output, whereas multitasking ruins productivity because of attention residue. A somewhat formal definition of attention residue is that your attention persists on task A, even though you've switched to task B and are currently working on task B. What that means is if you switch tasks, your mind will somewhat be occupied with the previous one and possibly be silently working on it too. You know how sometimes you really get into the zone and are making great strides when your sibling comes in, asks for help with their homework, and when you come back from helping them, you've lost that streak. That's attention residue. To make it simpler, your laptop slows down when you have 100 tabs and 15 applications running. That's because of something called context switching, which is analogous to attention residue. When you have one app that's running, it can take up all the CPU and memory it needs to work without any disruptions. Essentially, multitasking is bad. You want to limit the number of things you're doing at a time and in a day. I personally have found that I can do two major tasks in a day. One could be college and the second one could be working on the mini project. The next thing I want to talk about is Pomodoro Sprints. Pomodoro Sprints have been gaining popularity for a while now where the concept is you work in shorter sprints. Let's say you work for 25 minutes, take a break for 7 minutes and then repeat. Once you've completed the cycle 4 times, you can take a longer 30 minute break. These are standard numbers, you can change them if you'd like. The key is to experiment. I find 30 minute sprints and a 5 minute break to be perfect. In my 5 minute break, I drink water and do a little deep breathing. I don't check my phone. The idea of a good break is checking out from everything around you, your work, your phone, your email, your college, and checking into yourself. So be sure to take mindful breaks instead of opening reels. Not to mention that's a slippery slope. I also use an app to track my sprints. It's called the Good Time Productivity app and it's automated a lot of tracking for me, I've added a link in the show notes. But remember, don't let your work be defined by a sprint in the app. If you ever work without the app tracking it, it still counts. A lot of people get into the pseudo tracking mindset where they consider they've worked only if it was recorded by the app. Not true. Now, let me bring all of this together. Let's say you have multiple projects to work on at the same time. The first thing you want to do is set a deadline and clear end goals. How will you determine you've completed this project satisfactorily? Project A has a deadline of two months and I need to have finished five chapters to say I've finished this project. Project B is building a website that's aesthetic and has the following functionalities. You need to have clear deadlines and a final result. Now, what you want to do is based on your final result, break it down into milestones based on the number of weeks you have remaining. Steps to reach your goal. Keep it generic. Don't go into the details of it just yet. Keep it as high level as possible. For project A, if your deadline is in five weeks, it's as simple as finishing chapter one, then two, etc. If we're talking about project B, the first step could be to design the user sign-in page. The second step could be to connect the database and so on based on the deadlines once again make sure these deadlines are general don't go deep yet up until this point we have a clear deadline a clear end goal and milestones to achieve every week right up until our deadline we'll start building our weekly system now every week you estimate project a requires 20 hours project b requires 30 hours assign time slots accordingly keep the multitasking rule in mind no more than two big projects in a day. Let's say you have some school or some housework on Monday till 3 pm in the afternoon, that's one big project already. You have another 6 or 7 hours in your day, so assign those to project A. You can always reschedule and increase or decrease the number of hours for a certain project in the coming week, so don't worry about having accurate projections. Similarly, chart out the rest of your week assigning time slots to all of your projects. What we're about to do next is super cool. Every week, you want to hit your weekly milestones, right? When on Monday, you sit down at your desk to work on Project A's weekly milestone, decide what you want to do today that's a more specific step that'll contribute towards finishing the milestone. For example, finish section 1.1 from chapter one. It's similar to what we did before, but now we're breaking it down further. We're setting day milestones. This is where it gets even cooler. Enter Pomodoro Sprints. Now that you've set your day milestone, when you're starting a sprint, set a clear sprint milestone. For example, make notes for section 1.1. When the sprint timer goes off, take a break to check out and come back after the break. If you were able to finish the previous sprint milestone, set a new one or else continue. This is what I meant by generalize first, specify later. Keep it as high level as possible in the beginning And as you go near execution, that's when you start specifying things into minute details that can be changed easily. You've now built a system that allows you to manage your time dynamically amongst multiple projects. You can adapt and change next week's schedule if this week you didn't hit your targets because the milestone took longer than you expected it to. The thing about blocking out time slots is important because it reduces decision fatigue. You don't have to think about when you're going to work on project A this week because you've already planned it out. If you're expecting that you'll need some extra time or if you just want to have some backup, fit that into your schedule. You can keep your last week before the deadline as a backup week which you can use to pick up the slack if things are slow. As for building the discipline to stick to your schedule, not going off track, not checking your phone, These are topics for another episode. Something you may want to check out is a technique called getting things done or GDT. I haven't looked into it yet, but I'm aware about its premise and it sounds promising. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to stay tuned for future episodes, feel free to subscribe. I'd love to hear your feedback. So you can go on to anchor.fm slash whatworksforyou and send me a voice message. Until next time.